welcome to the Energy Fitness Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by a legend, Chris Evangelou, who was a professional boxer for 10 years. He's now an actor and a successful PT. So this is an episode not to be missed. Very exciting chats and conversation to hear what Chris has achieved over his life and what is currently happening. And the big thing is he's recently starred in the film The Gentleman by Guy Ritchie. So check out this awesome episode. So welcome to the Energy Fitness Podcast. We're back again, and today I'm super pumped, super excited, because I have a legend with me. Uh, it's Chris Evangelou, and he's from uh, London. He's been a pro boxer. He's, he's an actor. He's been an extremely successful PT. There's nothing this man cannot do. Um, so, it. yeah, Stop super it. excited to, uh, to have him on this podcast, and it's going to be a real interesting chat. So, yeah, big welcome, Chris. Hey, how you doing, Mark? I'm well. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure. Pleasure. And I've got uh, two important questions to ask you before we dive into the good stuff. Do you like Nando's? I love Nando's. It's like my staple (laughs) diet. (laughs) Yes. Good. That's really good to hear. And what do you order when you go to to Nando's? What's your Nando's order? Uh, It depends. It depends. If this is, I have a cheat meal version and I have a healthy diet version. So I'd say the healthy version is my, my half a chicken medium. I can't go higher yeah. than medium because I don't like spicy food. Um, okay. So half a chicken medium, rice and nice. salad. So like yeah. a little green salad um, yeah. and obviously my Coke Zero. Um, yeah. And then if I have my cheap version, the only thing that's different is I get peri peri chips with a nice, uh, little nice. powder on top, and maybe a yeah. corn on the cob and a bit of coleslaw. <laughs> so yeah. I sort of yeah, get, right. I get that all in. But always half a chicken. I just find yeah. it's the best value. But I do love yeah, a wrap yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, the wrap, wraps are good. I, I often get a wrap. Or I've, I've actually tried a Sunset Burger, which is amazing. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I'd, I'd recommend just trying it. So sometimes I just try and mix it up and have something different. But I've never yeah, had a burger from Nando's before, so I might uh, have to do that. To be yeah, fair, the other day, was the first, it was been three months since I hadn't had a Nando's. And I remember the last <laughs> time I had it, it was, it was yeah. me my girlfriend and one other table in Nando's and that was literally the last weekend of of the lockdown so I managed to get it in there then the other day I had my first Nando's takeaway and honestly it was so so good it was like (laughs) you just you don't know what you've got till it's gone yeah (laughs) you you just kind of miss it so much and then when you have it back it's just like heaven isn't it (laughs) (laughs) exactly like anything yeah yeah definitely amazing and second question Mm -hmm. if you were a superhero, what superpower would you have and why? Oh, man, that's a, that's a good <laughs> question. Do you know, I haven't had that question in years. Like when I was younger, it was always to be invincible yeah, or yeah, yeah. to be able to fly. But I've always said if you're able to fly, you can still get hurt. So I think I'll choose True. invincibility over, over flight. Um, yeah. But as I've got older, this is such a – I know this is so cheesy. And this is one of those, ah, oh, this is that's so cringe. But it's so – but being a bit older – and seeing so much stuff going on in my life and lost people and whatever. I know this is cheesy, but I'd love to have the ability to heal someone. Um, no, I don't know, cheesy. because I've, I've had a lot of, um, you know, sadness in my life when it comes to losing yeah. people. And, and I know this sounds weird. Even, even my, my, my dog who passed away, two dogs who passed away in my life, honestly, that yeah. was the worst pain because you've, you've had them from puppies. They've been with you every day and they're so loyal and then when you lose them, it's it's such a a, a pain. Sorry to bring the the uh, interview down, but um, no, not at all, man. You know that that would be my that would what I would choose anyway. I think today nah. in today's world, I think in 2020, I think there needs to be more heroes that can heal people rather than heal themselves and be invincible for themselves. So that would be my answer. Definitely, that's that's an amazing answer. And oh, you thank know, you. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you know, if, if we had that. Uh, ability would help so many more people and, and like oh, you say yeah. you know especially this ha- year <laughs> yeah exactly with what's with what's going on so I think yeah you know if, if more people could have that mentality even without the powers then we'd be in a exactly uh, you know a much yeah. much better space so um yeah so it's really amazing Marcus how about how about yourself what would you choose oh that is a good good counter question Chris so <laughs> I I think I would have 
probably similar similar to you in in, in the terms of being older um mm. probably when i was young it would have been you know you know being yeah bulletproof or whatever or yeah being able to <laughs> yeah. fly um, or invisibility but i think now it would be the ability to almost control time okay not okay. to necessarily go back in time you're going to dr uh, strange levels now yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah, yeah. okay because i watched that like a couple <laughs> of weeks ago um yeah. but just be almost being able to slow time down because it goes so so quickly yeah, and it's yeah. something you can't can't control but as you get older it seems to go, go faster quick. and faster yeah, yeah i was just so... saying it the other day like being you know i'm 34 now and i can't believe i'm yeah, saying same. I'm 34. Are you 34 as well? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah man. I remember when being a kid and the year couldn't go quick enough and like my birthday yeah. couldn't come soon, Christmas. But now it's just already half a year's gone. And I remember yeah. celebrating Christmas and my birthday's in January. So it's very close yeah. to that. So it's, uh, it, it does go too quick. It does go quick. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy. Like a day just disappears. And then, yeah, like you mm. say, we're like halfway through the the year already and like what's what's gone on it so yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to be able to slow down time it's a so, good one yeah, I'll, I'll keep yeah. working towards that, <laughs> <laughs> you do that. Um, so we, we we caught up um yesterday and we had a, a good chat so how about let's let's start with the boxing how did you how did you get into boxing and yeah let, mm. let us know and the listeners know about your your journey into that and, and through that yeah, do you know what? Now, I, I know we're talking about being a bit older now, but thinking about my boxing days, it's like um, I feel like an, an iceberg underwater where if people met me now, they'll see me as what I do now, acting and personal training and fitness and all that. But like, yeah. there's a whole boxing career under that sea level. And it's mm. crazy of what I've actually gone through as, as a boxer. You know, I fought 56 times, um, wow. you know, and, and, thinking about you know having one fight the nerves that you go through and I did it 56 times crazily enough yeah um but I sort of yeah I mean we've always been a boxing family growing up like we used to be the family that woke up 4 a.m 3 a.m to watch Mike Tyson Nassim Hamid all the you know those sort of electrifying fights that were going on I, I remember to this day um when Tyson fought Holyfield um yeah we we my brother Drew, because we were supporting Holyfield back then for whatever reason. I think it's because, yeah. I don't know, my parents loved his Christian background and stuff. So we were sort of okay. like, oh, Holyfield. Um, but Tyson really is like my number one fight of all time. But yeah. growing up, when I, when, I, when I remember that day, just that night being 3 a.m. and my brother drawing a massive picture of Holyfield on this whiteboard and then we were supporting it. And that's when he beat Tyson. And he was a 25-to-1 yeah. underdog and... We, we used to, we used to, you know, just stay up, wake up as a family. And that's like some of the fun memories I have growing up. Yeah. Um, and then I actually didn't pick up the gloves until I was 17, even though I, I you know, done a little bit of it in my house. Like my oldest brother, Preston, he, he picked up boxing first when I was about 10 yeah. and he was 16. He was, he was training quite hard. And then, and then a big gap happened until I was 17. And then at 17, I, I was at college. And I had an argument on, like, on the streets outside my college um, with, with an old guy, a guy who used to go to my secondary school, and he didn't recognise me. But anyway, we got into a bit of an argument, and I felt like I didn't handle myself well. It wasn't even a fight. It was, yeah. I felt like I, he belittled me, mugged me off, and, and I didn't yeah. have that confidence to confront him. And back then, I was going out with, the, you know, it was the first few weeks of being with, with a girl, and, and like, he yeah. really embarrassed me, and... And I went home that night and I said to my dad, dad, look, I want to learn something to make myself a bit more confident in front of yeah. confrontation. Not like I was a very confident guy, like growing up, always doing acting and always being center of attention, being loud. And that was just me, always the cheeky guy. Yeah. Um, and then, but I just, when it came to confrontation, I just couldn't, I never had that confidence to stand up for myself. Um, and I have, I've got two older brothers who always fought my battles for me. So mm. I, I, went to a boxing club in Tottenham called Haringey Boxing Club and and it was just it just started from there like I started training once a week then twice a week and then after about three months four months I really loved it and I and I and I was naturally good at it because obviously watching it growing up and that was it like I just I just wanted to do it from then on and then my dad said to me listen if you want to go into boxing I'll support you you know 100 percent and and help you get there and that's it. That was the spark. That that's what done it for me. And then I didn't look back. And then at, you know, from the age of seventeen to twenty-three, I was an amateur boxer, international, going around the world fighting, fighting for Britain, 
um, uh, London, Cyprus. I fought against the SAS. Um, I won the amateur ABA's national title. Uh, so I was doing really well. And then I, yeah. I ended up turning pro at, at 23. And I didn't, I didn't look back. And then I had a professional boxing career <laughs> for 10 years. Yeah. It's, yeah. So that's sort of how it started. It's, um, yeah, it's just such a, like you say, it's an incredible journey and just kind of having almost like a completely different past. And mm. like you say, it sits, sits underwater, but it's such an, uh, yeah, an amazing journey, amazing achievements. And, you know, those Thank you. fights, yeah. all those fights that you've won um, mm. and the, the, the titles you've won and, and actually starting boxing quite late. Really, yeah. 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 I was always it, like, against time. Yeah, I was always against time. Like when I was in the ring at like nineteen, and I was mm. fighting in the ABAs. I think I was eight. I think I was twenty. Sorry, when I fought in the ABAs, I was fighting guys with with double the records I had, and and they yeah. they had been boxing since they were like seven. So they had that like natural ability, kind of to just be comfortable in the ring. And I was always against that. But what yeah. they what they had in in natural talent and stuff. Even though I was naturally gifted in boxing, which obviously is the reason I carried on with it. I worked harder than anyone else in the gym yeah. and I made sure I did. Like, I'm not saying that in a big headed way. I'm saying that because I yeah. found out what they did to train and I trained harder. Like if they'd done three minute rounds, I would always do three and a half minute rounds. If they, yeah. if they jogged that night three miles and I found out they were jogging three times a week, I would jog four times a week, five miles yeah. each time. So I wanted to, and I, I said to myself, if I'm training harder, I'm going to have more in the tank. So then they won't beat me on stamina and what they lack in, you know, what they have in talent, I, I'll make up in hard work. So that was yeah, just always yeah. my ethos. And, and that's what built up my foundation for now, my, my last few years of my life. That's, that's the discipline and the regimen I've, I've had is because of the boxing days. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I always, um, you know, take my hat off to, you know, boxers, martial artists, because of that that discipline, uh, that that control. Um, mm. We we spoke about it yesterday. Kind of that mutual respect from kind of fighter to fighter. Oh, definitely. Most of the time, but it's definitely. yeah, the commitment, the dedication um, to pursue that kind of end goal, work towards that mm. uh, event, um, and the ability to kind of keep pushing yourself further and further yeah. each time. And you, know, you you guys have some of the strongest mindset that you can come across really yes yeah, um, it was difficult you know it was it, i had to learn that as you you, you not, someone can't just come and tell you what sort of mindset you need as a boxer you could just go, have to just go through it. i guess it's a bit weird it's like you don't really you can't really someone who's been in love and had a breakup can tell you how it feels but you will never ever ever know how it feels to be in love or to have a relationship or, unless you go through it and it's the same with yeah, any yeah. sort of job you do. You don't know something until you've experienced it. And that's the best teacher. Yeah. And um, just going back to what you're saying about the mutual respect with, with fighter to fighter, you will never see two blokes or women now hugging each other and giving each other a big kiss until you've seen two fighters go at it for you know 12 yeah. solid rounds. And then as soon as that bell <laughs> goes, they're the best of friends. Because it's you've gone through nerves together, you've gone through a fight, you've entertained, you've put your life on the line for a sport, and then you both, you know, yeah. you've reached the final bell, and it's like you become best mates, and and it's it's weird, it's it's a weird, it's a bit of a, a bit of a, a opposite, you know, sort of reaction. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's uh, I, I guess it's that uh, like you say that shared kind of experience, that shared mm. kind of pain that you you've gone through yeah. and, yeah. and suffering. <laughs> Yeah. to get to that point um, where you're both at. So it's kind of that sense of uh, elation. Exactly. You, you kind of finish um, and, mm. and super rewarding as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Every fight you've, you you have is is a massive lesson and it's an achievement, you know, and, and I'm just proud, you know, I will say this now, I'm very proud of myself of, of having, you know, feeling those nerves every time I fall leading up to a fight, the dieting, making weight, yeah. was probably the worst part of it, but making weight um you know and and, and just get, getting through a career okay it you know with the end of it wasn't what I wanted or dreamed of however things again things happen for a reason and I you I played the hand I was dealt and I think I've you know I'm, I'm happy with how things have, have turned out now yeah and how did um how did the kind of end of the career 
or the boxing come about? Yeah, um, it was a bit of a sad situation. Like it was, a, it was a sweet bitter sort of ending where I, I was having a. I've always had a bit of hand trouble with my right hand ever since you know the beginning days of my professional career. I just, I just damaged my hand a few too many times. Never broken it, but I yeah. cut tendons in there and and things had broken in there, but not the bones. And then a, a title fight I went for a few years back. Um, the guy I was fighting was a very, very, very tough boxer and, and is Russian and just come forward style and didn't mind getting hit. And, and I mean this in all due respect to him, but he had a you know a solid head, big head. <laughs> and I, 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 yeah. the first punch I threw in the first round when it was the first right hand and I broke my hand on his forehead. And the forehead is probably the worst place to hit someone. Yeah. Um, and I broke my metacarpal bone in four places. So it's like, you know, shattered in on yeah. itself. And that was from the wow. first round. And I went oh, back man. to my corner. My coach comes in the ring. Um, you know, Don Charles, my coach. And he says, you know, he was about to tell me what to do. And I was like, coach, coach, you know, I, I've broken my hand. And he's like, which one you broken? I said, my right hand. And he goes, okay, use your left. And I was like, what? What do you mean use my left? <laughs> Is, you want me to carry on with broken hands? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and in my head, I was like, fight or flight had, you know, was kicking in. I was like, do I, do I give up or do I carry on? This is for the title. And this is like, I've got all my yeah. fans here, all my family, you know, my mum's in here, in, you know, in the stadium. And, and I went, I got up and I, I went back into the ring in the second round and then third round, then fourth round. And then he catches on. I've got no right hand and his corner shouting, walk forward, walk forward, because he needs to push me back now because I haven't got that right hand to deter him. And I made it yeah. through sort of to the to the last bell. Um, and weirdly, I sort of remember the time I had a injured right hand in a sparring match in L.A. And I remembered what I'd done then, which got me through the fight. It was all weird how it all, all matched up. And um, yeah. I was training with Freddie Roach at the time with Manny Pacquiao's trainer and Amir Khan's trainer. So he taught me wow. how to fight one handed if it ever happens, like turn more side on, use your feet more blah 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 like you know I remembered that and yeah. I made it I made it to the last bell and and you know by some grace of God I you know I made it on you know I, I, he, he hurt me a lot though because I couldn't guard myself but I, I had won the fight and I became the champion that night with with one hand and the, the amazing story was it was like a rocky story but the sad part was I had a broken hand and and you know, it injured me for a long time and I kept trying to come back too quickly into boxing and I fought one more time and I won the fight, but I could still feel my hand. And then that's when my surgeon yeah. said, Chris, you need to take some time out of boxing. And I don't mean two, three months. I mean, you need to let your hands fully heal. Take out six months to a year when you're ready to go back, then you could go back. And, I, and before then, I had never taken more than a month off, not even yeah. three weeks, because I remember training with a cast round my hand when I cut a tendon or whatever like I was still in the gym training with one hand yeah so that was a big moment in my life that was at a crossroad where I didn't know what to do with my life because that's all I had known is boxing um yeah 100%. you know and I had to make some big decisions so yeah that was sort of what what happened which was the end of my boxing career pretty much and when you kind of had to make you know those decisions because it's, it's so difficult when you kind of spent your whole life on a big chunk of that mm. life you know in in a sport in boxing and you know, mine was was football and it's, it's hard yeah. to make those decisions how how did you feel do you feel kind of upset or sad I mean the yeah. same I guess probably you experience the same thing but you know playing football and and literally giving everything into sport and then being told you know either sometimes it's a fizzle out a situation where you yeah. think you're going to go back or and it kind of fizzles out and then in my situation it was bang you have to make a decision now you need to do something else with yeah. your life and then possibly you can go back but you just don't know so that's when I started thinking of right first of all I need to make money I need to sustain myself so I thought well I'm known for boxing I'm going to put out on Facebook or whatever that I'm doing personal training. And then I went and got qualification in personal training and I'm, you know, got my, my fully, my full qualifications for that. So then what yeah. happened was because I had a good name in the sport, people came to me for boxing, but then slowly it kind of branched out into doing other things. So luckily for me, 
and obviously the 56 fights that I went through and my CV yes. and, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, think, I, I think I was rewarded in a sense because of all the hardship I went through. I was yeah. blessed with a good personal training career. People think they look at me and they think I'm a very busy personal trainer, but they don't realize I had to literally bleed and get a broken yeah. hand and, and, you know, um, my jaw broke my, I've had three broken ribs. I've had a broken ankle. I've, I've fainted from dieting in the steam room before. And, you know, people don't realize all the, the hardship I've been through just so I can say I'm a personal trainer and I'm busy at one and I'm still working, you know, no one just pays yeah. me to, to just sit and, and talk or whatever they, you know, I work hard. I do pad work. I, I make sure my, my, my clients are motivated. I'm always on their case. I'm 24 hour messaging them. Yeah. Send me a picture of your dinner. Send me a picture of this, yeah. you know, and, and you have to be on their case. And, you know, yeah, I, you know, but I am blessed with um, being busy. So, you know, it's a good problem to have because, you know, you, you earn good, you know, better money because you're busy, but at the same time, you're more knackered at the end of every day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I felt, I felt sad. I, I did, you know, I mean, I will, I, I have spoken about this openly. I did suffer with a bit of depression and anxiety mm. because that's all I was ever known for was boxing. When you're yeah. only ever known for one thing and then that changes, your identity gets lost and then you don't actually know who you are anymore. It's a bit of a weird thing because um, I'm known as a boxer, but I'm not boxing anymore. So what am I? So that's when it became a bit of a blurred line, you know, in my mind. And then luckily I, I found acting. And that was a start yes. of a whole new career for me. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, yeah, it's just absolutely kind of, um, yeah, amazing kind of transitioning to these various dif different careers um, <laughs> and, and kind of still um, and being you know, really successful in you know, each kind of plan and, and area in life you've had, I guess, mm. from that boxing background as well. And that, you know, the, the mindset, the work rate that you've had has kind of helped transition you you know, into the, the personal training where you've, you, mm. you know, you've taken all of your experience, knowledge, hard work, pain, suffering that you've <laughs> yeah. been through. And, and that's what's kind of made you successful. And, and I know a couple of times you, you've said, you know, you, you're lucky enough to have it. But like you said, you know, you've been through 10, 12 years of getting battered, but also, mm. you know, those countless hours of grafting, yeah. you know, when other people are sleeping you're out running training so yeah. you know always i always say to people you know you're a product of your own hard work and all exactly, of that yeah. hard work has led you to definitely to this point in time so you know you should 100 percent be proud of <laughs> what you, you've Bob. achieved and thank you and, and being you know successful in your pt and and, and now into your acting has you know been a product of just your your graft and yeah. strong strong mindset I try and, and exactly what you said about when, you know, people are sleeping, I'm training. I actually purposely used to go running at like 12 o'clock at night, 1 a.m. Because I would purposely in my mind realize that my opponents are sleeping now. And then also the other way was 5 a.m. in the morning, I'd wake up with my brother yeah. and we'll go sprinting with my coach. And sometimes it would be winter. Well, most of the time in this country it's winter. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I actually had a couple of nosebleeds because it was so cold. And then my blood vessels Man. popped in my nose when I was sprinting because I had, you know, yeah. gone too quick. And, and yeah. I would just be knackered afterwards and then come home, try and sleep for a couple of hours more and then get up and go boxing and then spar. And then, oh, yeah. who am I sparring today, coach? Oh, you're sparring the British champion. Okay, great. You know, he's only the British champion for a reason. And the funny thing is, in order to learn as a boxer, you need to get beaten up in sparring because you're yeah. you're always fight. You need to fight people better than you so you can learn. So then, when you spar people, other people that may be equal to you, you're gonna have the edge over them. So yeah. it's a bit of a conundrum. Like you need to get beaten up to be good at your sport. So you need to be tough. You need to be resilient to that and I, and I guess I've just always had that implemented in, in my mentality and now I want to yeah. I'm you know how you spoke about wanting to slow time down right in a, th in a weird way I, I had a couple years when I was about 29 30 years old those two years big things sort of happened to me where I felt like I had wasted two years of my life and I'm never going to get those back and I said to myself I have to do everything, every, I have to do everything, anything I can, at least one thing a day 
where I'm giving myself an opportunity to progress. So in a month, I'll have 30 opportunities to have bettered myself, even if it's just writing one email or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I've always thought because I'm I'm against time. I'm getting older. I want to be successful as as quick as I can to get to where I should have been. And and it was always scary that I had wasted two years and I wish I could get those back. But now looking back, I think those two years were two years of being – uh, of lessons for me and and yeah. that's what's pushed me you know to where I am now definitely definitely mm. it's um makes such a it can make such a difference and I think you know um if everybody kind of took or as many people as possible to that approach of trying to get better mm. uh, like a small amount every day then um I had this conversation with someone else you just get that accumulation effect you know if you're trying to get one percent better each day over over a month that's a a massive amount over a year that's a massive amount Mm. so it's kind of little and often being consistent and and showing up every day yeah to to get those benefits or you know whatever you want to achieve oh that's exactly Um, it definitely so you've you've done your boxing you've been successful in your pt and you're acting yeah let's explore the the acting so how how did that start so I've always when I was a kid I loved acting and I I used to remember being like seven eight years old and I had like a little mini Oscar award and I would always you know do acceptance speeches and things like that in the mirror (laughs) and whatever and and I always done acting like I was always doing drama at school and I got really good grades in secondary school I was you know again I I hate saying this because it sounds like I'm busted but I'm not but I, I, I got 100% 100% in my GCSE drama which has never been achieved in my school before and I got an award for the borough and and I just was so proud and I thought yeah I'm going to be an actor I'm going to do it and this is even before boxing came into the picture so I always wanted to be an actor and then when boxing came into the picture I went to college I went to a place called Woodhouse College which is a really really good college um you know good grades and stuff and I was always very very academic but I, I studied drama and theatre studies as well and then when when boxing took over 18 years old I had to choose what I wanted to pursue you know pursue and and boxing is a young man's sport I can always get back into acting so I chose boxing Um, and then it was like a full circle then I came back into acting I thought one night I was I was um looking at like for jobs when I when I had to stop boxing and I was just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do a nine to five. Like it's, it's, I've never, I've not really done that before being a boxer. And I kind of want to continue chasing a dream of mine that I had when I was a kid or, or growing up. And I thought I'm going to get back into acting. And literally when I made that decision, as soon as I make a decision, I'm a hundred percent into it. And the next day I looked for, you know, a photographer to get my headshots. I basically, I looked on YouTube how to be an actor yeah. and I and then it said yeah. the steps and I was like okay you need yeah. headshots you need a show rule and you need to start getting little jobs and even if you're working for free you need to get footage and experience on a CV so that's exactly yeah. what I've done I went and got professional headshots I went and looked at getting a show rule put together I, I, I started applying for these little mini roles and little commercials and then about six months went by and a friend of mine I reached out to on Facebook because I remember her being an actress when we were working. We used to work at LA Fitness, if you remember LA Fitness in in East Finchley. I used to work on reception when I was about 18 and she was an actress. So I remembered her and I contacted her on Facebook and I said, look, you know, I'm I'm acting now and, you know, is there any advice you can give me? And like that night she messaged me back saying, Chris, my friend who's an agent has seen your boxing photos and she thinks you're really interesting, your look. Do you want to talk to her? And I was like, uh, yes, you know, definitely. <laughs> so then the next day I went and met up with an agent called Mandy Perriman. And she said, look, I love your look. Acting is the hardest job in the world to get into. Like, I mean it. It is the hardest job in the world. But I think I can get you in through commercials and through your fitness and boxing kind of look. And I was like, yeah. okay, cool. So what, what do we do? And she said, well, you sign with me and we go from there. And literally, that was it. I, by the way, Mandy Perriman, Mandy is my agent. She's been my agent for three and a half, four years nearly. And yeah. I love her so much. Like if, if, her, if her name shows up on my, on my phone, I don't care if I'm 
holding a family member off a cliff, I will answer my phone <laughs> to her because she is always calling with an opportunity for acting. So it's always like yeah. she's helping me chase my dream and, and pursue it. So and that was it. I, I didn't look back. I, I, I managed to get an agent and then she started putting me up for castings and adverts and commercials and started to get a little bit successful at it. Um, and then I, I yeah, then, then to, end of 2018, I, I got the big one. I've got the um the Guy Ritchie film, which is what I'm sort of known for now. Um, yeah, you know the gentleman, and that was a literally that was a dream come true because I'm I'm in a film with some of the best actors in the world, A-list actors, Matthew McConaughey, Colin Farrell, Hugh Grant, you know, to name a few, and it was uh, it was some of the best weeks of my life filming that, and I wish again, I wish I could repeat it again, and and I hope I get to. So yeah, that was that was how the sort of acting world came about for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what a what a kind of whirlwind uh, experience. From, <laughs> yeah, you know, from one to another, and and you know, being mm. involved in a Guy Ritchie film with such you know big, you know, mm. legends of kind of acting is just yeah, absolutely mm. kind of surreal. And, and yeah, how did it feel to kind of be? Were you kind of amongst them like day to day? You know, were you kind of interacting with those guys or yeah, how, yeah. how did it kind of feel? How did it work? It's a bit weird. I mean, it, like normally you only ever meet the actors in the film you're in, in when you do the scenes with them. Like if you're like, yeah. let's say we're, we're, you're watching Game of Thrones, like all the, all the um, you know, the Khaleesi uh, queen, you know, mother of dragons, all her scenes she would never, ever, ever see Jon Snow or meet him as Kit Harrington in real life unless she's in a scene with him or it's okay. a promo or it's the red carpet. So on set, you'll only ever meet the actors that you do your scenes with. However, Guy Ritchie done it a little bit different. he done something called a, a black box rehearsal day. So basically, he, got, he flew in all the cast, literally every single one, Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Hugh Grant, you know, myself, uh, Bugsy Malone, all, all the actors, we all met in this church hall in Tottenham Court Road. And um, I met everyone, like shaking everyone's hand, talking wow. to everyone. And then what we do is yeah. we go into the room where it's all got black curtains around with real cameras. And we film the whole film from beginning to end. And then that way they can wow. see how it pans out and what they need to edit, how it looks, does it make sense? Are we yeah. comfortable with it? You know, and then, uh, and then that's it. You, you you meet them all there, and then also that breaks the ice as well because you meet the crew as well. And then when the shoot day starts, our first day was in filmed in the Emirates Stadium in the car park, the VIP car park, and and we 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 got to meet um, Eddie Eddie Marsden, who's a big actor, you know, and and we done his scenes with him, so that was an amazing first day. Um, so yeah, that that's sort of how it all all came about but to wow. be on set with them is a is a feeling like like no other you know so yeah it was yeah, a great feeling I imagine mm. and have you uh, how long did that process take them for kind of f filming that film so i filmed two weeks before christmas and then two weeks after yeah. christmas so it's a month altogether which is actually quite a long time for an actor to be in a film like if you're on a film for a day like you're in one scene which is amazing but if you're, you know, yeah. we were in multiple scenes throughout the film, which is a really, really good thing because you're obviously seen a lot more. You're part of, yeah. you know, my, my character's an integral part of the storyline. I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it, so I'm not going to say what I do. Yeah. But there's a couple things I do which spark the catalyst of things happening. So, um, yeah, yeah. So that was, um, that was a great, great opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, mm. that's something to have on your uh, CV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So obviously, that's, that's as an actor, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to build up your CV, and then hopefully, you become a reg, you know, a working actor, which is you know, you go from job to job as opposed to doing yeah. bits here or there. And again, the personal. This is where the personal training comes into it. It's a flexible job. You know, it's it's you're 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 working your own hours, and if you get a casting, you know, an audition come up, you get to sort of work around it. So I'm always like flying yeah, to central London at like one p.m. and then I'm coming back for my evening clients, and you know, I get to train them in the morning, and so it's a flexible it's a flexible job to have. Plus, 
you know, if you're in the fitness world, a lot of my roles are, you know, are action roles. I need to be in good shape. Sometimes I'm yeah, playing the athlete. Sometimes I'm playing the the gangster who needs to look a bit muscular, you know, and, and that's why the gym is so important to my acting career as well and my fitness regime. Yeah, yeah, they kind of go hand in hand from that perspective. Exactly. And being a boxer, you know, it's an amazing yeah. um, credit uh, skill to have on my CV. So if I'm, you know, that's why if, um, if a role comes up that I need to fight or I need to box, I've got that as a pro. So you're not going to be better than me as an, as an actor, as a boxer. So I've got that ticked. And then it comes down to the acting, then it comes down to the look. But at least I've got that one box ticked above all other actors. I'm confident <laughs> yeah. to say, if it's a boxing role, look no further, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, hands, hands down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's no, yeah, like you say, there's no one that's going to be more more authentic and real in, in that kind of space. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I like to believe that anyway, but yeah. <laughs> gives me, the, yeah, gives me no, that confidence. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you've yeah. got the experience and you know the learnings behind you to yeah mm. you know, tick tick that box with with big confidence so exactly yeah mm. absolutely absolutely incredible so those of you guys that are listening if you haven't checked out the gentleman this is your cue <laughs> to go and watch it as Plug soon in as it. possible <laughs> yeah as soon yeah. as possible and, and check out um, listen if you like snatch if you like snatch if you like Lockstock, if you like sort of like a sherlock holmes like guy Ritchie style film yeah. you're gonna like the gentleman so yeah yeah basically his films are so cool so <laughs> they are yeah, everybody yeah. must like those films yeah um and so what's so what's next on i guess on the goals list chris what what are you working towards now what what's what's the big the um, big dream yeah i mean like i filmed um a short film last year that i wrote and um well i wrote the storyline for it and then i had a, a writer craig McDonald Kelly, who came on board from Deadline Films UK, they they took on my story as a boxer, and it's called Shadow Boxer. It's a short film, uh, so it's about twelve minutes, um, which is you know short films are really big in the world now, and there's massive film festivals yeah. which cater for short films. So we filmed that. Um, it's a story, an inspiration in my life, and a few of the hardships I encountered as a boxer. Um, and then what we're doing now is we've set, sent that off. We've submitted to about sixty film festivals um yeah to hopefully get seen and hopefully get awards you know whatever happens happens but you know we're, we're sort of it's good exposure and it's good to write your own stuff and it's also a good thing to have on your cv so if anyone wants to see your acting or your boxing ability they just have to watch shadow boxer um but we're yeah. actually looking to get it funded to now turn it into a feature film um which is going to be really really big you know big for everyone involved um and yeah. i also filmed a film called card dead which is based on a poker game of like mafia gangster poker game where there's revenge killing you know unfortunately yeah. not, not unfortunately fortunately i'm typecasted as a really cool gangster you know sort of role so yeah. i don't mind getting <laughs> getting typecasted for this but um you know i filmed that that's a feature film i played the the lead in that so that was filmed last summer um, that should be coming out either end of this year or beginning of next. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing those coming out. And then uh, yeah. basically I had quite a few things lined up until the pandemic hit, but they're just on pause at the moment. I think production is starting up again in August, which is really good to see. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the goal is to keep grafting and to get that next film for me, uh, get back in the gym get back my physique that I had in January um, yeah. <laughs> because then I can start using weights a lot more. You know, I'm going to be going back to, you know, God willing energy fitness, you know, and Palmer's green open soon. And then, you know, it can, things can kind of get back to what they were, but it's been a good time to reevaluate my life and my careers and, and reset new goals for myself. And I think people could yeah. have been using this time to really set themselves up for when the gates open and people can, you know, start, you know, a, a going forward again and, and getting back to work or whatever they want to do or, or change their careers you know it was a good opportunity yeah. if, if you weren't happy in your life before the pandemic now's the time to change what you're doing 100% it's yeah it's yeah although you know we're all in this 
difficult situation it's mm. it's the choice of what you do with the time isn't it you, you yeah. can either you know sit and watch netflix every day yeah and you know continue as you are or you can you know take the steps to make you know some real positive change to your, yeah. your own development or you know new new career path so yeah yeah it goes down to what you do with the time exactly again with time you know you only get one life you get you know only a certain amount of time and, and i would just want to keep pushing forward and and in a weird way there's been a lot of positives that have come out of you know the pandemic I've I've networked yeah. more I've able, I, you know I've acquired new skills um I've I've actually me and me and two acting friends it's the early early stages but we've just started a um you know you know basically a film production company that I've been wanting wow. to do for years um and I thought you know yeah. what I want to start it and I called up two acting friends who are also actors in Card Dead and I said guys do you want to come on board and and we start filming our own stuff and they said, yeah. So, Amazing. yeah, we're, you know, Who Dares Productions has, has officially started. And that will be coming. Nice. That will be all known uh, soon. This is the first time I'm speaking out about it. So you have the exclusive, Marcus. Exclusive. There exclusive. you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Charlie Sloth sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. The in the booth. There you go. Exclusive. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so things have been, you know, you, we, I, I've managed to see some silver linings in, in what's happened. But yeah, I'm just excited to start, start up again, basically. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's really exciting. I think it's a great, great name for a, production company as well thank you that's really cool we like you know did you come up with that well we we were all thinking a lot and and a lot of names were taken and we were thinking what what can we do we want to we want to have a name that that speaks about us as three but we're three very tenacious people human beings in life not just actors just anything we do because another one of the guys uh andy uh gatenby was a pro boxer as well back in the day and 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 steve Steve Aaron Sipple, he's he's a fireman, and we we all three of us were really really tenacious and we're really hardworking and disciplined. And we thought, you know, I thought, what goes with that? And then I thought of the slogan, "He who dares wins." And I was yeah. thinking, you know, some promote uh, some production companies have these long names, and then productions at the end, like they have like a saying, and then at the end, it's just yeah. films or productions. And I thought, yeah. he who dares productions and then i kind of wanted to take out the gender kind of part of it the he because it could be anyone and then yeah who dares productions and i thought that's quite short you know sharp and and it and it speaks about us who dares because we're daring to do big things in life um yeah so yeah and then that's how it sort of came about (laughs) basically nice yeah it's mega exciting and you know you got to take these kind of leaps um Mm. and kind of risk and put yourself out there to create those you know big changes and those positive steps so exactly you know, hats off yeah. to you mate for uh, taking that on board and thank you using time to the, the, the you know the best of your ability um yeah thank really you, exciting to hear so I'll, I'll keep a keep a look out we're for, in the uh, middle of our yeah. our first um we were actually doing a series we were going to do a short film but we've decided to develop to develop a series that hopefully could get picked up by you know yeah. bbc or wherever um so we're we're literally in the process of writing the first episode this is you know it's, it's really it's so exciting to be doing your own stuff yeah. because you're in charge yeah. and, and you're making your own work and i remember once someone said to me if hollywood never gave you an opportunity what would you have and i thought yeah do you know what i want things that i'm making for myself so i'm gonna make yeah. the hollywood movie <laughs> no i'm not gonna let yeah, them have to yeah. give it to me yeah, I'm gonna definitely. but luckily I've got the gentleman I'm happy with that. So, yeah, yeah. So they kinda gave me something. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not uh, complaining. Yeah. No, definitely. It's you know, when you've got that ability to do stuff yourself, you can you know be so so creative and, and mm. use your kind of skills and experience and you know, especially if there's a couple of you, you could, you've got a good couple of minds together to yeah. Yeah. really, you know, create something unique and, and different, you know, and yeah, exactly. putting your, your own stuff out there to, to get noticed, to get seen. So, yeah, yeah, wishing you all the best with that. Thank stuff, you. Man. Thank you, bro. And you, you spoke about you, you've learned new skills. What, what new skills have you learned kind of <laughs> this, this time? <laughs> so, again, as an actor, you have to say to yourself, what roles am I going up for? What, what, what type am I? And uh, my three actors that I sort of look at and think, okay, great, I'd love to kind of be that sort of actor is one is Tom Hardy. 
And I, I've all, yeah, I've, I've already got that kind of gangster type. I get those sort of film roles, and he doesn't necessarily have um, a skill as such, like a fighting skill. But he's got the look, he's got the yeah. the tongue, like he can speak well, and he's a good actor. But then there's also Jason Statham that I've I sort of followed yeah. because we've got very similar careers in the sense as he was an ex olympic diver when he was 20 to 30 years old around that time he was a 10-year olympic diver um and then when he stopped he actually um started acting and his first film was Lockstock, which is a guy ritchie film so when when i met him i actually told him that i said yeah you were a diver i was a boxer and he's like yeah that's right i said you started your career around what 31 he goes i was 32 i said okay i was 31 and he goes, okay, cool. And I said, yeah, my first film is, well, your first film is Guy Ritchie Lockstock. And he said, yeah. And I said, yeah, my first film is The Gentleman, yeah. <laughs> Guy Ritchie. Oh, and he, and then he, crazy. he realized what I was kind of saying. And he was, and then he laughed yeah, yeah. and he said, oh, mate, I pray it happens for you too. So with his sort of fighting ability, I've got the boxing. But I, I, I sort of started to learn some nunchucks and then I've learned the um cool. sort of uh the sort of bamboo sort of stick where it's sort of um you know I, I'm able to maneuver it around and swing it around and stuff. So I could kind of do that to a basic level. I've been working yeah, on, yeah. you know, accents and things. So I'm trying my best to kind of open the scope of what what jobs I can get yeah. as an actor. Yeah. So that's what I've sort of been working on in lockdown, and then just doing Zoom lessons with with my acting coach. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's basically what I've been in, been doing in this yeah. in this time. Yeah, that's really cool. Really cool. <laughs> and you know, with with accents, how do you, you know, what's what's the process in terms of of learning? Is this literally kind of practice or listening to accents? Both. And trying to yeah. reproduce them or both. I mean, we, me, me and my coach. I mean, he, he's more New York. You know, he, he talks. You know, that kind of, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, we do. You know, like all that kind of gangster yeah, mafia yeah. thing. And yeah, yeah. So I sort of <laughs> do more of the New York kind of accent, but then obviously we're trying to do more general American because hopefully I'll be in LA by the end of the year, and then there'll be parts where I need a general American um yeah sort of accent so yeah it's, it's about writing stuff for yourself we've written like a monologue and, and then it's basically going through the, the accents of each word and and knowing what an american would pronounce how an american would pronounce a word rather than how a, a yeah. londoner would and i've got a very london accent so it can be quite yeah, tricky yeah, yeah it, it does take a while but you just got to keep doing it and keep doing it until you kind of sound a bit like them and it's been all right it's been all right it's still yeah still difficult but you know that's why you learn isn't it that's why you study yeah. and, and work on it um, yeah. yeah so yeah. that's that's sort of been taking up my time really yeah I mean I can imagine there's a, a hell of a lot of repetition to kind of get yeah. get that right because it's um yeah really challenging kind of picking mm. up different accents and making them kind of sound authentic and real so yeah yeah it's um a bit of grafting grafting for that it is, it is, but um, and yeah. So go on. No, no, go for it. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, yeah. It's just been a, it's, it's, it's been a time of of being forced to go back to studying. So it's kind yeah. of, kind of a good thing in a way. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like it's, you know, it's, it's been, although it's been a, a stop in terms of work, that it's given you just more time to to get things moving. That potentially mm. maybe you might not have had that time yeah. to do uh, another point yeah. so it's you know it sounds really exciting for, for what you've got coming yeah, up and, and what so. you've been working <laughs> on so yeah, yeah definitely you know you've got the the, the right work ethic which has led mm. you to this path so I'm, I'm sure it will continue to grow thank Chris. you and yeah I guess you, you mentioned about like LA so what's the what's the situation with LA well, at the moment, they're, in, they're still in lockdown, I think. Uh, so nothing at the moment. But basically, I've got um, mm-hmm. I've I've got a, a visa pending to be able to work in America. Um, I'm going to be hopefully going out there in November, you know, as long as borders open and things like that. And hopefully I can get the working visa as an actor, which is really, really hard to get. Like it's you've got to prove your acting ability, your work, your publicity and everything. Just yeah. you've got to hire a lawyer. It's expensive. Wow. Um, so I'm sort of in the process of doing that now. And then hopefully in November, I've got a few meetings set up with managers and agents. And then that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to lock down an agent to be able to get some work out there in America. Um, 
and that will be that will open a big big door for me and and hopefully mm. open more opportunities because a lot yeah, of british yeah. actors go over to america and do quite well and i and i would love to be one of those <laughs> one of those yeah, guys no. yeah it's a, yeah it's, it's chasing the the big dream which is amazing so that yeah, would be your yeah. your home if all goes hopefully, well moving forward yeah, yeah i mean i'm going to be coming back and forth um yeah. you know i would i would love to be able to just do that and and hopefully go there to work and then come back home for a bit and you know which yeah. which is london um, because there's a lot of filming being done in London now as well. Like big, big films are being okay. being filmed here. Um, yeah. So we're, you know, I'll be going back and forth really. But it's, you know, LA is lovely. I love LA. Um, yeah, I haven't been there, yeah. but it looks, yeah, it looks amazing. It's, it's good. It's good. It's better to, <laughs> it's, it's nicer to live there than to actually just go and visit, weirdly. Like everyone okay. goes there and they're a bit shocked at like how it, it isn't what it's like in the film sometimes but <laughs> yeah. when you live there it's a lovely way of life like everything's all spaced out there's a lot of yeah. you know a lot of things you can do and it's sunny all year round pretty much so yeah yeah it's nice the sun can you no i think we're gonna have a nice week this week too so yeah all my outdoor sessions all my outdoor sessions are gonna be Definitely. going ahead you know yeah. thankfully Topping yeah. up the town outside. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, really. Well, I hope, you know, that stuff really works out, Chris, and, uh, you know, it goes well and, you know, the visa and stuff gets accepted and you can get out to, oh, to LA. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> start making some big moves. Yeah. Yeah. No. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, you know, again, with just praying with energy fitness and that, and it, it can all open soon and everyone can just, yeah. sort of just get back to being able to train and, and start um, getting out the house a little bit, you know, obviously yeah. being safe to do so. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So good luck with that as well on your side. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully there's an announcement today. So we might, might find out a little bit, a little bit more on that. Front. Yeah. Um, and I guess kind of just coming towards the, the end of our chat, is there any, you know, from from all your achievements, we spoke a little bit about mindset. Are there a, a key couple of things that you would, I guess, suggest suggest or share to people that they could apply to their mm. lives to achieve more? You know, what would your kind of key, you know, a couple of key things would mm. be to, um, yeah, suggest to people to to apply so they can start to achieve more in in just anything, you know, day to day stuff or yeah. goals or. I know. mean the. The major goal in life is to be happy, isn't it? And and I think yeah. um, in order for that to happen, people always put a value on it with, you know, with the end result of they need to get this in order to be happy, where yeah. I need to enjoy the journey to get that. So I'm, I want to be happy with the journey, not just with the end result. And, and I feel like I am now, like I feel, um, you know, going for an audition, waking up in the morning, getting to the gym, training someone, training myself, every day I'm happy doing it. I think personally, you need to write something down. I know everyone sort of says this and they just don't do it, but yeah. write, write something down, which is your goal. Make it a really important reason why you need to achieve it. So you need that why to be so strong. If it's losing weight, there needs to be a reason why you want to lose weight or, or burn fat or look a certain way. You know, uh, write it, put it on your fridge, even if you struggle with going to the fridge all the time and eating and opening the fridge, then you're always reminded, you know, is what you're going to take out of the fridge going to help you with your goal? So little yeah. things like that, like have it in front of you. I've got a, a vision board in my room. I put on the vision board every day. I see the big sign of Hollywood. Every day I see mm, Game of Thrones. I see all my favorite shows. So I'm working towards that. So if every yeah. any morning I feel lazy and I feel like, nah, I'm not, I'm going to put something off. I look at that. And I see Hollywood and I think, how am I going to get there if I'm not doing what I was meant to do today? So I get my ass up, excuse my language, and I get, nah, over to the gym. I get over to the gym and I train. And after I started my first couple sets, I feel, oh, my God, thank God I came today because I'm not yeah. as tired as I thought. You know, so I would write something down, whatever it is in life, boxing, acting, um, business, stop broken, wh whatever it is, anything, even even being a teacher, whatever you want to do, you want to become a head teacher, whatever it is, um, write it down and you need to make that why as strong as you can because if it's a weak why, and I mean W-H-Y, if it's a weak reason, you're going to eat the, the bad takeaway because it's not strong enough. 
it's not yeah. going to it's not going to deter you from anything that you shouldn't be doing so have it a strong reason that's why boxers always get in shape don't they for a fight most of the time 99% of boxers will always usually make weight always look really good and always hit their goal towards to get ready for a fight because nothing is more of an incentive than getting punched in the face <laughs> and if i've got a fight on the 20th of july let's say that's a month from now i am going to be crapping myself thinking oh my god i've only got three and a half four weeks yeah. so every day is a motivation and funny enough all my clients that have white collar fights that are you know that have a one-off boxing match they transform their bodies in six to eight weeks because all they can think about is in eight weeks they're going to have a fight in front of their friends and family so yeah, yeah. it's a massive incentive and it's scary it's a fearful thing so that's yeah. why you need to make your goal strong your reason why strong yeah and that will help you every day do something to go towards that goal 100 percent 100 percent. i hope that helps man that's what i do yeah anyway. no that's it's absolutely amazing it's good to i guess kind of wrap up really our conversation <laughs> yeah. about you yeah. know being present kind of enjoying you know the moments we spoke about time earlier as well mm. how time goes so quickly but yeah you know like you said enjoying the, the moments the day-to-day -day, you know enjoy getting mm. up enjoy doing your training enjoying what you're doing but mm. yeah i think it's, it's it's perfect for that why has to be really powerful yeah. otherwise you know people fall off the wagon they fail and it's 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 not mm. giving them the drive to change um yeah i don't know if, if you looked into kind of motivation versus drive, because motivation will come and go, you know, on the, those days yeah, you're feeling yeah. tired, you know, yeah. motivation lacks. But if you've got drive and that why is behind you, then yeah, 100% is going to exactly. get you up. It's going to get you to Hollywood to achieve, you know, your, your big your big goals. So um, I think it's a, it's a really great, a great comment, comment and some tips for, for people to do. So people listening, <laughs> get your wire down on paper write it down there's nothing more powerful than writing you know we're in a digital age but pen and paper old school mm. get that wire up get it around your house create yeah. a, a mood board uh, which i have as well at home mm. it's a really powerful tool um so yeah some real great tips and remember remember that why when you're you're feeling tired or you're feeling down or yeah, to, to get you back up and get you back in the game. And yeah, use this podcast exactly. and Chris's achievements to, yeah, you know, set those goals and, and start achieving them. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Thank no you. No worries. And yeah, I would just like to say, I mean, I could talk to you probably for another five hours. Today. <laughs> um, but I'd just like to yeah. say, yeah, massive thank you for your time. I know you're, you're super busy with everything that you've got going on, but it's been a, mm. an absolute pleasure having you on board. And I hope that the thank guys you. will enjoy this podcast. And yeah, just wishing you, you all the best. I mean, uh, I, I want to keep in touch with you and, and, and keep up to Please date do. with what you're doing. Please do. And yeah. you need anything else, you let me know. Um, it'll be great to come back maybe, you know, after you know a while if, if you need a, a second edition to talk and, yes. and, you know, catch up. It'll be great. It'll be great. And uh, you're doing a really great thing with this podcast. I hope it helps people. And, um, yeah, guys, listen. I'll plug it as well. I'll get people listening, hopefully. It, and uh, hopefully it will be able to be an inspiration and motivation and drive for after, you know, when things reopen again, people could kind of get going and, and start doing what they've always wanted to do in their lives. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I couldn't mm. have said it better myself. And, yeah, there's definitely going to be a part part two, part three, part four, LA, LA part where I'll have mm. to fly out <laughs> and see what you're, you're And you're before... Thank you. Before I go, I just want to say a massive um, shout out to Joe and Pete, who who are you know the owners of the Palmer's Green Energy Fitness. What they're doing in there in this time of lockdown, they they honestly it's like they've redecorated their house. So when yeah, the members get back, it's going to be nice, fresh, um, you know, professional. It's going to be safe. Uh, literally, they are stressing their heads out trying to make it an environment for when, when the gym's open that people just feel safe to go and train. And yeah, so big shout out to them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, massive, massive shout out. And and Chris, where can people find you, like on socials? Oh, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm, in, I'm on Instagram, Chris Evangelou. Uh, Twitter, again, Chris Evangelou. <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Facebook's got my, my boxing nickname, The Flash. So it's Chris Flash Evangelou. I've always kept that yeah. for whatever reason. 
Um, nice. But they can message me. They can they can find me on all those things. And 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 if they want any help with anything, like I get a lot of messages to help with acting and obviously fitness. But please don't yeah. feel shy to you know to do that. I I do try and help as much as I can. So you know, come DM me and and you know if I can help, I will. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, guys listening, like, follow, share, check out what Chris is up to, and you know this guy's the the master of boxing acting and you know in a pt space as well if you're just starting out uh, it's, it's great to follow chris see what he's up to and, and what he's kind of achieved along the way so yeah nothing, thank you another massive thanks chris and yeah i hope you have an amazing rest of the day and in, enjoy the sun bro yeah i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go and do a little workout outside now so have a great day marcus and uh, yeah, you too. We'll, we'll speak soon okay definitely thanks chris take care, take care. thank you mate bye bye